0: Podcast City Network.
1: Alright, hey guys. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of Casual Geeking. Um, it's uh, it's like Saturday, October 24th. Uh, I am dating this episode for posterity. Um, unfortunately, this has not been a great week for me and my beloved cousin Martha's side of the family. Um, you guys hear us talk about Martha a lot. Um, on the episode, she's one of my best friends. Um, Martha's dad unexpectedly passed away yesterday. So, um, and I was very close to her dad. My uncle Greg was one of the best people in the whole world. Um, when you're a nerd growing up, you don't really get a lot of people that really get you. And he was like one of those people that like genuinely got you. Um, So tonight we're going to dedicate this episode of Casual Geeking to him, and we're going to talk about him and other people that genuinely got us and meant a lot to us throughout our lives, who have gone on into the great beyond, so to speak. Um, Welcome to this week. Hey, guys.
0: Hello. Hello.
2: So you said people that get us, and the very first person... That comes to mind is my granddad, the guy that I caught my nickname, which was his actual name, Junior. Um, let me tell you about this man, okay? He stood five foot seven on a good day. If the grass was tall, he was he was skinny his whole life till he got you know old, you know, out of fighting shape. But to the day he died, my granddaddy always taught me to believe in myself. Even if nobody else cared or nobody else believed in me, no matter how how people felt about the things I did or the things I enjoyed, he always told me that I was his grandson, and I always had to keep my pride everything everything there was nothing to be ashamed of me that that was that was one of the big selling points for him was he didn't care if i watched anime for 20 hours a day played video games the other four and found sleep in another dimension with Kamui. like (laughs) my granddad was just as proud of me any day of the week and he always had my back and i remember those life lessons god bless junior dairy that man would literally stand in hellfire for me and he's gone now but i remember i remember when i was a kid like i was a little fat kid like i love cakes and candies and like i was augustus gloop just smarter that was like the only (laughs) thing okay so my granddad every time he come pick me up Hey man, you wanna go to Frosty? Which was like our like hometown Dairy Queen type deal. I was like, Yeah. He'd go get like a big basket of French fries, because I love hot salted French fries to this day. And he'd get like a giant chocolate milkshake that there was no way I was gonna get to finish. But he was like, Fuck it, I'll spend the four bucks. Like it was just crazy. But he always, he always had my back. Like, he was always the dude who would, like, stand up for me, take care of me. Like, between him and my dad, I had some of the best raising. And, like, they gave me, they changed. That My dad always said that they changed his middle name so he wouldn't be James Jr. Jr. And they changed my middle name so i wouldn't be james darrell jr but to this day every time i go underground or meet a coal miner the first thing i say is hey bud i'm junior and i carry that as proudly as i can because my granddaddy's name was james jr so when they gave me junior at the mines you know they were trying to pick on me but when they gave me Junior as a nickname, I carry that as a badge of honor because there is no, there is no better man that I've known than my granddaddy. Honestly, so kind of backfired mm-hmm. on him, really. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's
1: Sorry. really sweet.
2: Oh, oh, there was nothing sweet about that man, really. He was a well, badass. Okay. He was a badass for real. Sorry for the language but this dude, right? This dude You've never
1: said sorry before, why not why start now, but whatever.
2: This dude goes to Vietnam, hooks up a bronze star and a purple heart. Then he comes back home, chills for a little bit, hits on everybody's old lady and beats wholesale booty everywhere he goes. There was no, like, sweet and loving to this man. He was just a badass.
1: So, how did he end up with your Rams? Do what now? How did he end up with your Rams?
2: I, just, I couldn't tell you. I've never heard that story, actually. I think I think she was the one who kind of, like, settled him out a little bit. Like, they ended up divorced, but they, they never lost the love, like, I strive to have a relationship with a woman like my granddaddy and my grandma had because uh, the happiest I've ever seen my grandfather was at a wedding. And mind you, this man, this woman had been divorced for like 20 plus years, you know, like they've been divorced the, the length of time I've been alive at this point. Right. And my granddaddy, the happiest I've ever seen him. I'm talking smiling like an idiot. Like some people smile when they see other people that we know. Um, Smiling like an idiot. Got to walk my grandmother down the aisle at our family church at a wedding. Boy, you could have rolled up to that motherfucker and told him his car was on fire. He'd still been like, yeah, man, it's all right. Don't worry about it. It's just a car. (laughs) but <laughs> like he was he was happy as hell I'm sorry i have taken too much time Andrew I am
0: fine with you taking time um, that's what
1: this is about we're talking about people we love and we've lost
0: I can I can honestly say I can only give platitudes on this one Um, I haven't
1: she hasn't been your cruel mistress yet
0: no um i've lived a very active life um move around a lot um meet people say goodbye to people so if it's not within my family um I don't actually know if half of them are still alive or not. Well, I mean, and did as you far...
1: lose anyone in your family?
0: As far yeah. as people in my family, my in the time that I've been alive, the only person I am aware that we lost was my great-great-grandmother, and I only have foggy memories of her.
1: Alright, well, I understand <laughs> appreciate you being here for moral support for me and Deary's unfortunate demise as we <laughs> into the horror that is the people we've lost.
0: yeah uh, I'm sorry I, uh, I spent yeah. most of Deary's uh, talk thinking about what I could talk about and came to the realize that I can I can give my view on death and that sort of stuff but I'm not sure if this is the time or place for that.
1: It's always a good idea. It's always nice to hear perspectives. Um, I can tell you, um, we'll talk about the man of the hour, my uncle. Uh, My uncle Greg was like the tits. I can honestly say he is my favorite uncle. And I've got a few others. My aunt's, my mom has like two sisters. No offense to my uncle's Craig. Not to be confused with Greg. Craig, C-R-A-G. Or my Uncle Don. They were both phenomenal men. My Uncle Craig is a voice professor at Stetson University. He is an amazing uncle. He's a great uncle. But I don't get to spend enough time with him. And as much as I love him, we I always feel like I have to keep a part of myself separate. You know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: My Uncle Don. My mom. And I, I, lived, I grew up, you know on the other side of Florida or on the in North Carolina, so I have never really gotten to have enough time to really truly get to know him. From a perspective, and what I know about my Uncle Don, he seems really awesome from what I know from reading him off a script. Hmm. He's a uh, he what's the word? He's one of those people that handle the end of life stages.
0: Uh damn uh, the only term that came to mind was eulogist, and that is no um, after like, that.
1: No, like when you're when you know you're gonna go, and you go into like the final care stages.
0: Yes, basically uh, a
1: palliative care.
0: Yeah. Um, you keep going. I'm gonna think on this.
1: Yeah. Anyways, he does that kind of care. He does that, and he also does last rites as a minister. Basically, but it's not like class rites because he's not a priest. He's a pastor. Um, anyways, he does in-stage care for patients as that a minister.
0: Would, it'd be geriatric care? No. Oh, okay.
1: Geriatric is something completely different. That's just eight old. Oh, okay. Um,
0: hospice?
1: Yes, there we go. He does hospice ministry.
0: Ah, okay.
1: Um, so that's what Uncle Don does. He does hospice ministry, and he also does. He and he stays until the very end. Um, from my perspective, it's it's a very compassionate thing he does, and he used to actually have a church. But and he and him and my Aunt Joe were ministers in Belarus prior to the fall, of, shortly after the fall of the Soviet curtain um in the soviet union so they were living in belarus i mean they even had a cat that only spoke russian for god's sakes um only understood russian didn't speak russian obviously only understood (laughs) russian
0: that would be interesting
1: like literally to
2: meet the cat that speaks russian
1: the cat only understood russian like if you wanted to have it here come, come like for food or anything you had to say here kitty kitty in russian so, which, Not by the, the way, is, is your kush kush. Hmm. I handle animals better than I do most people. That's how I know that. <laughs> um. Uh, but again, and he worked for Disney for a while as a as an animator and as a drawer. He's lit, and he worked for Disney for a really long time until he decided God needed him more, and he just had a very colorful <clears> life. <throat> I don't know. That's just what I know on paper. I don't know anything about him as a person person. Other than the fact he's kind of nice the handful of times I've seen him at holidays. Um, My Uncle Greg, however, I knew it all. I knew a lot of it. I mean, I can't. Uh, uh, Martha could tell you, obviously, billions upon billions of things. Because that's her dad and it was her best friend. But when I was a kid growing up, before Martha Martha was born, I mean, I'm about four years older than Martha. When I was a little kid.
0: I did not realize that.
1: Yeah, I'm about two to three years. I'm three, almost four years older than Martha. Okay. Because I'm 33 and Martha's 28.
0: Okay. So like, yeah, four to five. Yeah. I'm not sure so, if Martha's had her birthday yet this year. Martha will be
1: 20... I do believe 28 on Thanksgiving. Hmm. Yeah.
2: How are um, you her family and I know her, her age better
0: than you? As a,
1: because as a I'm... I was a baby when she was born.
0: Dude. Let's not derail here.
1: Anyways. So, but when I was a little kid... Her dad would just chill with me. Everybody, When you're a little girl, everybody wants to stick, you, stick a label on your forehead and say, she's going to be this, she's going to be that, she's going to be a tomboy, she's going to be a girly girl. She's going to be a billion different things, and they want to label you so early on in life. They want to stick you in a box and just keep you there. When I was a kid, her dad didn't care. If I wanted to read a book, who the hell cared? I wanted to play softball, who cared? If I wanted to be a nerd, who cared? Her dad was one of the few people on this earth from my entire, I can genuinely say without a shadow of a doubt, my entire life, saw me and accepted me for exactly who and what I was at that exact moment in time with no expectation of me becoming anything or doing anything other than what I was doing at that exact moment in time. And it was a relief to, and it was so freeing not to feel pressure to do anything and be anything more than what I was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was so awesome just to sit there and chill with somebody and just to have him sit down on the couch and me reading a book and he goes, what you doing? Reading. That's cool. What you're I'm reading. Watching. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. And that's what we do. Martha, it would be going berserk in the next, Delilah. Oh. We cannot call her Delilah. Yeah. Cause then I'm gonna it's gonna ruin one of my favorite white t shirt songs.
0: Alright. Hey uh, how Delilah, about
2: what's it like in New York City? I derailed the freaking I know what we're gonna call her. I
0: know what we can call her. Yes.
1: No, I know what we're gonna call her. Okay. Darlene. Okay.
0: Oh god. Darlene.
1: What it's her middle name.
2: That okay, counts. So let's go. Come on.
1: Anyways. Anyways. Martha and Darlene would be playing. And by the way, that's a family name. That's my great aunt's name. Anyways. <laughs> Satan. Anyways. And she was an amazing woman. Um, uh, Darlene would be going absolute ape shit in the next room. And I'm just sitting there going, I just want to have five minutes of peace and quiet and chill. I'm... I, first grade's hard, man. Uncle Greg would just sit there and he goes, I know. He's like, and I just want quiet. And he goes, it's okay, kid. It's, it's okay, man. Just read your book. It's going to be cool. Dinner will be ready in a few. I said, do I got to go to church? He goes, yeah, you got to go to church. We always had Wednesday night dinners before we went over to Wednesday night services. Because my family, growing up, because my aunt and uncle lived beside the church, when the doors were open, our asses were in a pew. Um,
0: Your church closed its doors?
1: We're Southern Baptists.
0: Yeah, they definitely closed the doors. Ah, uh, I didn't know that. Huh? No, I, did, I didn't know that Southern Baptists closed their doors. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Wednesdays and Sundays, and whenever, unless there was a meeting going on, I mean, the The prayer hall was open all the time.
0: Ah, okay. The prayer chapel
1: was open 24 hours a day, but the bulk majority of the church was locked up. Got it. Stanley County is the number one opioid dependent county in North Carolina. Just saying. And it didn't get that way overnight. Um, anyways, uh, so, but yeah, my, like I said, my uncle, and he was one of those guys, even as a dad and as an uncle, where if you were having a shiesty day or you are having a shitty day, he would just do the most obscenely crazy shit to make you laugh. Like, he put on a bra, like, I forget what it was, but Martha and Darlene were having like a really bad week at school. Um, I only walked in on the tail end of this shit, by the way. I came home, I came over to my aunt and uncle's house, and my, my uncle is walking around with a tissue paper, a, a tissue stuffed bra of my, my aunt's, dancing around a Madonna. At least I think of his mom. It was some kind of famous pop singer from the 90s. Dancing around with a tampon in his mouth, making everybody dance. And all I just saw was him doing that, and my my aunt doesn't have small boobs. By any means. She is a gifted woman. So. But the girls were just dying laughing. Because their dad is just making a fool of themselves. And whatever problem they had had. Throughout the day was just suddenly gone. That's a good dad. That's (laughs) a good uncle.
0: That is an excellent person.
1: Uh. You taught me how to throw a (laughs) curveball. My dad is not sporty. My uncle is. He was a chief in the Navy. Mm-hmm. <coughs> also one of the biggest probably, I mean, I've heard horror stories about the kind of man he was about in Norfolk <laughs> before he met my aunt. Yeah. Him and my dad used to go toe to toe about picking up deck rats which is what the Navy's called their groupies. Got it. Um, I think I think that's what they call them. They used to go pick up whatever they want. Navy called their groupies. They used to go pick up girls in bars. A lot. Yeah. But that's how my dad knew him. That's how my aunt picked met him. My dad and him were really good friends. And then my aunt, my aunt, I'm not going to say her name because I don't know. I didn't get her permission. Um, but my aunt, from my understanding, my aunt came up to see my dad in Norfolk, and one thing led another, he met my Uncle Greg. And six years later, my cousins came out.
0: I mean, it happens. Yeah. Thus is the circle continuing.
1: Um, and then 25 years later, I mean... He's still continuing to be epic because Martha has her 25 times two birthday party. 21 times two birthday party, so her 23rd.
2: I'm really, I think somebody's going to be mad at you if you keep talking about her age.
1: I don't care. She can beat my ass when I come home.
0: Right. Hmm. You say so. <laughs> it sounds like you had a. Than
2: you
0: than me. It sounds like you had a very different family from mine coming up. Uh, I never really, as far as I'm aware, never really had labels put on me other than an old soul.
1: I was I was motor mouth because I had a stutter real bad as a kid. Mm -hmm. I was the oldest, so I was expected to be. That I was supposed to be a role model. I was the tomboy. I was supposed. I was the fill in son. I was, and then one, and then you name it. I became the jack of all trades for kids. (laughs) And. Again, with my uncle, it was just nice just to freaking be. Uh-huh. I didn't have to be on my best behavior around my uncle. I just had to be. Uh-huh. And it was nice. Just like with our grandma, with my grandma Jan, it was the same way with my grandma Jan. Grandma Jan and Grandma Miggy, man. Those two women, one, Grandma Jan had, uh, had zero time for your bullshit. She would have put Deary on his ass. Like, in zero seconds flat. He thinks Martha's a hard sell? (laughs) Come, my friend. Meet her protege. The originator of the plot of the line.
2: There's a reason I like Martha so much. And it's definitely not because of, like... How she just rolls over and, like, plays dead. But... On the other end of that, I, I've had quite a few like really amazing people. It's actually only the people that I like that have passed away and left this place. Oh. But as a as a like an an open statement, I feel like death isn't the end of this. Like, it's a part of this and. I read once that the fear of death is one of the most illogical things that a man or woman could ever experience. Would you like to know why? Why? A logical fear would be characterized as any fear of some pain or displeasure that you have already received or gone through, right?
0: Correct. Mm -hmm.
2: An illogical fear is a fear of something that you know nothing about. In truth, we know nothing about death. We know what this side of death looks like. And to us, it is only the end of a life. But death itself is an illogical fear because you do not know what comes next. Mm -hmm. I'm a religious man, and I believe I do know what comes next, but as in saying, you don't physically know what happens to your body when you die. The actual... Illogical fear is based out of the fact that you don't know what happens to your consciousness after you die, after you die. And that fear that I don't know what's going to happen, that anxiety of sorts, is what makes the fear illogical. Because if you don't know what's going to happen, then why are you afraid of it? It could be awesome. It could be like a balloon ride or something, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I just so thought that Paul was an interesting the
1: idea behind a coma. Did what? That's what Paul says about a coma.
2: Yeah, it can be great. Like I could like go into a coma and just like be. king. we've had this
1: conversation on a different episode. If you want to know about that episode, look into Disney in depth.
0: Yeah. Um. So. No, we don't have time for that.
1: I'm going to let this one run over because I do have a little bit more to say, but we're going to wrap it up fairly soon.
0: Okay. I I should
1: probably say hi. Hi! <laughs> I, I've been That's here for part. a minute. Been here for a minute. Yeah. Do you have any loss that you would like to add to this, my friend? <sighs> I honestly didn't
0: really even want to be here because I just had some personal issues go down. Um man. Okay, bro. I I
1: have uh I do have one person I've lost, but I don't want to get into that on this one. Okay. Okay. Unspoken is... loss. It hurt, it sucked.
0: I'll get into... I'll go into this a little bit. For all of us here, and all of you out there, life is a trail. We only know where it began. We don't know where the trail will take us towards the end. We can have hopes. And as we go along that trail, our trail will intersect with others. And for a time they will continue to be parallel or even co-connected. Eventually those trails will split off. Very few trails lead to the same ends. But I'm here to say that we can never forget those times when our trail the trails we walked were the same as another <coughs> And we have learned many lessons along the way with others.
2: I have to... We gentlemen, I will be on the next episode. Somebody very important has contacted me.
1: Okay. Okay. Tell Martha I love her.
0: Okay. So... We can never forget what we learned as we walked with others and the best thing we can do is to spread those experiences and the lessons learned with the with other travelers that we come in contact with and thus keep the memory of those travelers alive and keep a piece of them with us for once you have connected with someone, you- they are always with you. Take- take what I say as you will, but... know that... all things continue. Here, or in other places. And... that... may sound... very... grim? But or realize others. that good things continue as well. With every high, there is a low, but never forget in those low that you'll hit another high.
1: Very true. Um, I have one of my favorite Harry Potter quotes, being this is a casual ge- a show about geeks. Um, I'll throw one last thought on there. My favorite quote that I've been wearing ever since we lost... Since I went through my loss, and it's been helping me as I look down at it, because I got I found it on Alex and Annie. It's on ironically. I found it on one of my favorite brands of Alex and Annie. They're not sponsored or anything, but it's my one of my favorite quotes, and it is the ones that love us never really leave us. Too true. And and that's a quote from Harry. One of the quotes from Harry Potter. Um. and that goes along with the rest of the quote which light can be found even in the darkest of times um it's i'm going my family is going to hurt for a bit any and when you and any time any family goes through a hurt when a when a great light is extinguished in a family it's gonna hurt and it's gonna suck the answer to every question that you ask are you okay is the same no i'm not okay we're not okay it's and we appreciate you asking we appreciate the thought and the care and the compassion we're not okay but we will be and we know eventually we'll every day we start to smile a little bit more at the thought of them we're going to start grinning more at the possibility but
0: that ball gets smaller
1: exactly eventually right now it's, the cloud, the event, right now, the way I've always thought about it is right now we've got the black thunderclouds, and they're all they're going to do is pour down rain, it's like hurricane strength rain. Eventually, we will get liquid sunshine, hmm. sunshine through rain, where it's beautiful but still a little sad. You just have to wait until your rainbow at the end of the sadness, I guess, in some weird, mystical way. Find your own way to cope. Find your own way to grieve. Find your own way to deal. Find your own way to smile through the loss. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, find someone with a dog, because believe me, Waffles is saving <laughs> my life right now. Because if I hadn't had to tell my dog... To stop doing half the stupid shit he's been doing in the past two days, I wouldn't be—I wouldn't be able to get through the day right now. Um, but I love my, I love mother upper Madison Lord. Sorry. Um. Anyways, um. Thank you guys for listening to my side. I'm sure Derry appreciates you guys listening to his side. Um. Again. Thank you guys all for being here with us. Um, we will see you guys in the next episode. Um, again, we're going to go ahead and let Deary. Deary will be emceeing the next episode of Coda After Dark. Um, I have I have a vague clue of what he wants to talk about. It's something about Halloween costumes and sex and cosplay. Who knows? It's going to be a wild ride because he's still a little drunk from getting a new tattoo. Um, join us on that next episode, you guys. Bye. Been a pleasure. Can I say one thing before we close out? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. It's okay to be not okay sometimes. Just don't do it alone. <laughs> Amen. And if you need to kick shit, do it. you
0: need to not be alone, you got family here.
1: Yeah. I I stepped in the coolers and said fuck lately. It's all good. <laughs> I love you guys. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.
0: Later. Later.